Are you okay? Yeah. So this must be the inner chamber. But how did they know it was here? Look at this. What, 1500s? Remarkable copy. Alex, I just want a sample. Why? I don't think it's a copy. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. Oh, are you? I'm Kyle. This is Eamon. Keith seemed to forget. I who forgot he was. what else I was supposed to say after I'm one of your rewatchers. I just kind of let it hang there. Uh, Maybe. It, did the power of illusion <laughs> yeah. cause you to forget your name? <sighs> I, gotta res- I gotta respect it more, guys. Yeah, I know. Or and so we are Kane. waiting. Ooh, wait. Have none of us done the Caleb Cole respect the power <laughs> of illusion? <laughs> so we are waiting in deep now to our coverage of Highlander 3, the final dimension, slash the sorcerer, slash the magician, slash final conflict, slash decisive battle, slash. Scottish warrior. Yeah, Scottish warrior. Scottish fighter. (laughs) Scottish Scottish fighter. fighter. (laughs) Anyway, so this is our second episode covering Highlander 3, which was released in 1995. So if you haven't heard our first episode, make sure to go back and listen to that in your podcast feed. So in our first episode, we covered a lot of the kind of behind-the-scenes info of the movie, who directed it, who wrote it, who stars in it, all those nuts and bolts. Mostly and of, nuts. Mostly nuts. All those nuts. All those nuts jingling mm. around, baby. And then we tackled the kind of very the first chapter of the movie, which involved Connor taking on Kane, kind of, and losing. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of. And, and his Nakano master... kind of taking on Kane. Right. And, and his losing. master, Nakano, losing. His guy he knew for 30 seconds and played Fruit Ninja with, Nakano. <laughs> right. So that brings us to where we are now. And now we're really going to get into the meat of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. So so the, the, the cave has collapsed, trapping Kane and his three goons. Oh, and I don't two even goons. know if we mentioned... Yeah, two goons. Two goons, and goons right. There's like an explosion, and I guess like Connor gets like... It seems like he's like catapulted from this cave, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's like tumbling down. This is very like Batman Begins. It is. He, in that he's in a cold mountain? Well, like the whole place explodes and then... Also, how long has he been there that he never changed his clothes? Well, I don't think he has cha- clothes to change into. You'd think he would acquire some. He's in a secluded mountain. That's true. <laughs> but they have know. plenty of fruit. They yeah, don't they have, have any spare Yeah, clothes. where are they getting all that fruit? That like kind of tropical fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Magic. The power of illusion. Who knows, Highlander? It's a kind Who of knows? magic. <laughs> See, that's I think about that whole line differently. It's a kind of illusion. <laughs> when Max They're not says, tricks, Michael. It's my illusion. <laughs> when when he says that to Rachel, he knows that there are other kinds of magic. Wow. That's true. You're right. Okay, so are we ready to hop into this? Yeah. yeah. All right, so after this cave explodes, trapping, presumably, Kane inside, there's like all this dust and s- smoke and whatever billowing. Uh, so then we get a transition into the present, and it's over the mountains, and there's like a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So we get this whooshing sound. It's like an okay transition, I think, to the present. It's nothing Aiden's that special. Face like he's smelling a fart. Yeah, it's not okay. a fan. It's like nothing special. And I farted. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, that explains a lot. Boop. So now we're introduced to some of our other main characters. So Bren- that- so Brenda gets off the helicopter, right? Oh no, no, hold on. Who would you say that is? Oh, sorry, it's like Brenda, right? Oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. She's not in this movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> some other person who's like got an expertise with some other blonde woman who with uh, expertise in Japanese swords is in this movie i know we just ate lunch but i kind of feel like i have a, a hunger a hunger for some hunger we got deborah hunger on the <laughs> oh screen <my> God. <laughs> gross there are a lot of layers to that yes one. there are so yeah no not brenda not brenda we'll get to what happened to her later yeah so deborah unger gets off this helicopter and she is dr alex johnson i believe is her name mm-hmm. that's and, right and she is greeted by dr takamura <sighs> Okay, he meant to tell us about this. Dr. Takamura is one of the most annoying characters <laughs> to me in movie history. Wow. Maybe that's a bit much. Wow, that's aggressive. I do find him very annoying. He's kind of nothing. Say more. I, I found him too innocuous to be annoying. He says Alex 42,000 times. He says Alexan, right? Alexan, yeah. Alexan, 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 Alexan. So many times. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Oh, he's just talking to Alexa. Yeah, right. Alexa. <laughs> 
Alexa, do you really think the sword is that old? <laughs> I'm not invented yet. Boop, boop. I'm going to track your data. He just really gets on my nerves. But he meets her at the helicopter. Right. They're at like an excavation. We got to talk about wherever this is. But the, the line is said, he says, the archaeological commission is waiting. The owner of the corporation is threatening to shut us down so he can continue his foundations. Maybe this is a lack of knowledge on my part. How is the word foundations being used here? I'm a little confused. Uh, I think they are building. They're laying the foundation for a building. There's a whole building. Well, I think they're trying to build more. Okay. So they're trying to do more building. They have uncovered this site. The archaeological commission comes in. It's hampering forward progress i would like to say that like there's a building built already and it seems like this cave is underneath the building i'm not sure what's going on also what more do they have to build like on the side of a mountain like let's talk about this what is this building where where does this take place what is this it, well, we know it takes place in Japan. No, 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 no. Near, near Mount Neary. Near Mount Neary. Less than a mile from Mount Neary, we find out, right? They go into this giant... What is this building? I don't know. That houses four-story metal, metal electrical... Equipment. I don't know what this is. What is this? Does it, it matter? On this podcast? Yeah, it matters. <laughs> just saying, like... Yeah, know, it fucking it does. Kind of, it looked like some kind of lab to me. And right. Building, yeah. And they're building more... Labs? <laughs> what kind of lab? What is this stuff? Readers out there, listeners. No, seriously. Readers like, out there. If we're going to get, into, the, if we're gonna get into this movie, let's get into this. Like, I don't know what this is. It's like weird electrical equipment. I was like, is this a power station? But why is it built on the side? Like, why would you ever build almost anything where this is? Like, I don't know what this does. Does this thing, like, look for earthquakes? Is that what the deal is? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's there for. I, I don't know. Why is anything anywhere? I don't know why it's strange that... This building, whatever it is, is where it is. Maybe they're planning a whole mess of development that they... Full of weird metal spires? <laughs> sure, why not? But wh- what do you farm. think the metal spires are? I thought it was a lab, is what I To thought. do what? A lab for what? I don't know. It's so just... why do you think it's a lab? Because of the giant metal spires. But you don't things. know what they are. You're not even telling me what they... Yeah, because it's irrelevant to the plot. We like we see the <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. It's irrelevant to the plot. And yet we're still talking about it. No, no, no. But like whatever this is was clearly picked because it like looked... Interesting. interesting sure right, right. because like I you said it's that. irrelevant to the plot like this could just be an excavation site yeah there's this other thing on top of it that i think is weird yeah like literally as soon as this place popped on screen i was like what is this like what is all this stuff also because like the, you'd think like if it was an electrical plant like oh maybe this is going to play into it because it's like electricity these things attract electricity like ah we're going to see world's s- biggest lightning round exactly we're going to see something with this like we're going to use this sort of advantage that's why it's set here it's not that though unless they yeah. ran out of money or time to do something in this location that's possible see this is not you, you attack me for stuff like this like oh, you don't fucking understand <laughs> like it could be anywhere for anything yeah. no shit so could anything this movie could be about yeah, unicorns and caramel and it's not but like it's about because you fucking buried the lead you got to the point that was interesting Interesting, like 30 seconds after why would you build something out of the base of a mountain but i had to get why to the point you, <laughs> you, you, no that's the point that's interesting the point that's funny is what the fuck is going on here Come i on, found man. it distracting it's like, weird right these why well, is this like the, the giant like metal things are weird yeah like i'm like where are they this like this whole thing was cockamamie it's all shoehorned in and it's dropped like they're just at an excavation site. I mean, site. say That's it's it. dro- well, yeah, they are at an excavation site. Saying yeah. it's dropped implies it was introduced. <laughs> like it, it is introduced. Is a- There's a commission, an archaeological commission. There's a board that needs to approve their thing. Like it's apparently holding up their their stuff. Like there's all this stuff here that like oh we're not allowed to dig anymore because of this thing i thought they shut like gave us clearance to dig like it's definitely integrated into this thing for some reason it's there yeah it's just it's just a mechanism to get cane out of the dirt like that's all any of this no no the mechanism to get cane out of the dirt is an archaeological tick the mechanism of it being an electrical superconductor or whatever this is is uh, i don't know so i guess dr alex is a famous archaeologist 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 and she's like the japanese government i guess has a lot of respect for the work she's doing so all the dialogue is adr question mark there's so much adr in yeah, this yeah it's movie. very strange she gives the guy a, a yankees cap that's right and they talk about like so she's she's like oh we're only at like a mile from neary like the legend of nakano and i guess dr Takamura? the legendary cave of the sorcerer nakano right so so I guess this guy is legendary somehow, right? For yeah. something, he's legendary as a sorcerer. Yeah. So I as guess there's the, stuff like, written about him. 
And Takamura, I guess, is saying, like, well, you don't really believe that that's true because the mountain's here. Then she gives him this ball cap, and he's like, well, Babe Ruth was a legend, too. It's like, well, kind of different, right? Like, But this is like a thread throughout the movie that, like, oh, legends are somewhat based in reality. Sure. And she says, like, oh, we can we can find other archaeological stuff by using legends as clues. Which I thought was an interesting concept. Does it come back? Not really. No. They mention it. In know. the original script, it's more prevalent. And we'll talk about that later. So later we cut down to the tunnels below this facility, and this is like later at night, and there's like these boards on the wall, they start shaking, and the guard, this guard goes to investigate, and then his fucking torn, like this cartoon awesome. style. This is super shredder shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just gets ripped through the wall. This is actually kind of cool. He goes over and he says, Grant's like me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a digger. He's a digger. Kane and his goons emerge, and... Guys, and you guys watched the the Blu-ray first, mm-hmm. uh, or that's the only version you watched. Uh, mm-hmm. What does Kane say when he came out? Do you guys remember? He says uh, he needs to find McLeod because he owes me 400 years. Right. So this is another weird difference in the two cuts. So I believe this is from the U.S. cut. He says it's 400 years. Or maybe it's a reverse. Maybe it's the European cut. Now I'm fucking it up. That was determined, I guess, to be strange, because how would he know he's been there for 400 years? So it's changed to saying McLeod owes me 400 for all this time hmm. i was immediately confused by that because it was like why is it his fault yeah like, that's why you made yeah. the cloud for this i get very good point i get that you're yeah. like very evil, good point but like and also, you got what you came for right you came to kill nakano and you right. did like, and you also got like a free chip on the game like yeah got to hang out for you get 400 free years essentially well probably not pleasant and but, bored, but yeah yeah you know he's like boy mcleod i really hate him and it's like you never even met the guy. You haven't even yeah. had a conversation. And yeah, he, I'm gonna confuse as how you even know his name. And <laughs> all he did was run away. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, you stabbed him and he ran away. Yeah. Like, if it's anybody's fault, it's Kane's fault. It's Kane's fault, and it's the Kano's fault. But you already yeah. whacked him. Mm-hmm. So. So now we also get confirmation that the goons are immortal, which we yeah. did not know previously. Right. Because right. it's like, oh, I was expecting you guys to be skeletons. <laughs> yeah. So another layer to this is so at the end of the first movie, McCloud wins the game and is the last immortal. But not mm-hmm. only is is Kane there? There are three immortals left at the mm-hmm. end of the first movie, technically. Yes. Buried. Interesting. So Kane tells his one goon, he's like, go find McCloud for me. And just find him. And just find him. And so that guy runs off, and then Kane's there with his other compadre. <laughs> and he's like, oh, where are we? What's going on? And he's like, you don't need to worry about that. And Kane cuts this guy's head off, and it also fucking pops off like a spring. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he like lands, his head lands in a puddle with like a shocked look on his face. It's pretty good. I was laughing so hard. It's like, hey, you know, remember what happened last time you did this underground? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the very last time you did this, you got trapped for 400 years. And then he gets buried again and then the movie takes place in, in the, the future, future. In the future. like i understand fights old man mcleod <laughs> yeah that's really funny uh, ramirez ramirez my old friend ramirez nakano nakano my old friend nakano <laughs> <laughs> just call nakano's name he'll be back yeah. zap that's Guys. that's funny about him not remembering not to do this yeah. again <laughs> where is. or is that confirmation that it was nakano that did the collapse I guess. That he doesn't think it was well, the quickening Well, I guess now there's fault. a whole, whatever this superstructure is. <laughs> yes. right, yeah. So hold it no, up, right? The me- that's actually what the metal things are for. They yeah, hold they're up the hold it up They make somehow. it quickening proof. Because also, doesn't the electricity flow up into the metal it thing? Does. It does, yeah. Yeah. Which so that's really why also weird. So yeah. they can They're quickening the conductors. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing is the other goon doesn't react at all to, like, his buddy being portrayed by Kane. Right. Like, why is he still carrying out Kane's orders? Or does he not? Because he does go to fight McLeod later. And is that the reason oh, why? Because true. he's like, yeah. well, I guess every man for himself. Right. I don't know. But that yeah, it's, it's that strange. That, to me. But yeah. he doesn't have like a reaction. Like he never even turns around to be like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, he just goes. He just leaves. But they knew Kane was a scumbag. They knew he was yeah. a tongue biting scumbag. Yeah. So. And he like licks his sword after he cuts this guy's head off. Yeah. The other weird thing is, I mean, I know it's a movie yeah, he, and like, whatever. He makes out with his sword. He's like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like how they just come out. This, like, reminded me of, like, a kid's movie or something when, like, the bad guys, like, come out of the cave. Like, it just seems really corny to me. And they're, like, in their complete uniforms, like... It was it was never got like hot in there, so they like yeah like introducing they, the villains and they yeah they just out. like stroll out. I would have liked them to like crawl out and be like oh like something yeah. But I guess maybe that's not good for this kind of movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, B movie well, schlock. <laughs> Heyo. Yeah. 
So we cut now to the desert, and we get these. Is this the desert that Nakano <laughs> illusioned him to? Is that oh, why he's here? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so there's two riders. And McCloud has a son. <laughs> yeah. And we find out Mac has a son, mm-hmm. and there's all this like bonkers, like crazy lightning video effects shit. in the sky. Like it's kind of lightning, but it's also like swishy waves and stuff. So I guess that's the quickening, which has like a global re. Like, what is? What do we think this is? I don't know. It's like somehow, but Mac knows what it is. Like yeah. Mac yeah. knows that it's the game is back mm-hmm. on, but it's a little unclear what the heck that is because everyone can see it. Because the sun's like, how could there be lightning without clouds? Right. Yeah. And we do get another voiceover, although not Mac staring at the camera. Yeah. And Mac is like, how can this be happening? They were all dead, and the prize was mine. So who's out there, and where is he? They were all dead, and the prize was mine. We meet Jack and John. Right. So we meet John and John, John and John. John. Exactly. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so Mac and this kid ride into town, and Mac is telling his old friend Jack, whoever the fuck, like, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I don't know. You never find out. Nope. Beloved character, Rachel. Uh, So Mac's packing up because of this whole game restarting thing, and he's leaving John in John's care. Yeah. (laughs) Jack John. Jack and John. I hope whatever you're going for is worth what you left behind, or whatever. And then we get a real silly training montage but we also get we find out this is his adopted son yes because he's like oh does the boy know he's adopted and he's like he knew he was adopted before he could spell and this is something interesting so in an interview with the actor whose name is gabriel kakin kakone which uh, is the which is the child is he john or john he's uh john yeah oh, okay yeah. uh so this is very cool so um highlander fan film director andrew modine actually got to speak with the actor that played john a number of years ago something that was interesting about the audition process was that they liked this kid so much that they changed the role to fit this kid because this kid obviously does not really look like lambert mm-hmm. this kid was supposed to be his biological son in the movie oh, yeah. and they liked this kid so they were like yeah let's make him adopted no no offense to this kid but like seriously they couldn't find another kid that they liked that like like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah also, or just or just like suspension of disbelief and just say it's this kid who cares mcleod yeah, had sex care. with a woman of a different ethnicity well i guess it would well be i guess it's supposed to be him and brenda. brenda oh okay but also right. like maybe that's part of the reason but the other reason is like well if the game wasn't over how could he have kids right like because well, i guess could that did, be a debate like does he win the prize and then lose the prize or did he never win the prize uh, and this is something that's definitely explored in the original script which we'll talk about later Yes. Because in that, he talks about, like, I thought I won, and I didn't. It was a lie. In this, I'm not sure. They never addressed this issue. At some point, it said the prize was never yours. Yeah. Kane says that. Yeah. Later. I'd appreciate it coming from Mac, though, Mm -hmm. to just be, like, having some self-doubt about everything that's happened. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. But, yeah, he's got this adopted kid. Yeah. For the only reason to have bait later. It's like, hey, should he kidnap the girlfriend this time like they did in the first movie? Let's switch it up. Let's give them kidnap somebody else. So we'll give him a kid. Mm-hmm. There's really no good reason for him to have a kid. None. Exactly nope. none. Because there's no relate. Like, it would be better if, like, this kid was around more, more screen time, a relationship built. But, like, there this a- kid is really just there for the mechanics of we need somebody to kidnap. He's, he's in it for this horsey scene. And then when he gets mm-hmm. kidnapped. That's it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That's it. I love you, John. Then he uh, practices with his katana and looks oh like he's God. making whooshing sword sounds with his yeah. mouth. The whole time he's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Seeing Lambert with the sword makes me really appreciate Adrian Paul with the sword. I like, know. it's like he feels like Adrian looks so natural. Like, he looks like a fucking pro. No offense. Well, maybe offense. Sorry, Christopher, if you're listening. But <laughs> he's, he's, listening. <laughs> he's listening. But, like, it's like, it looks like someone like play acting with a sword. Like, it does not he look has natural. He this weird, like, O face. He's like making an O yeah. with his lips. Yeah, he's like, oh. Ooh. And apparently, this was a reshoot because, and maybe that's part of why it looks kind of weird and clunky. This but, was a reshoot? Yeah. <laughs> what were they replacing? Well, the film, a piece of sand, oh, man. got in the camera and fucked it all up. Oh, and no. so they had to reshoot it. And we also get, hold on, we get more voiceover here, don't yeah. we? He's like, going back to New York. Well, this I can't do it, Lambert. He's like, going back to New York. The place of the gathering is not what I had in mind. Once again, my life is about to change. I have a note here that like these Who's sort of- talking to? Good question. Like this is Us? like inter- this is know. like internal monologue now. Yeah. Whereas like the original voiceover is like fourth wall breaking. Yeah, talking to the audience. So like again, even within the own like narration of the film, it is like not knowing what it's doing and the styles all over the place. These sort of narration things are like fucking hallmarks of bad movies. I narration think. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like whoa, like we have to explain the movie as we. go. It's like this isn't good. This is not bode well when we yeah. have to have like the character 
tell us what's happening. Right. It's weird that he's going back to New York. Like, why? Like, is, does he feel a pull to that place now? That's the thing I was wondering the whole time. That's why I said, like, why is this in Japan? Because I guess he doesn't know it's Kane. Right. Because I was like, oh, is he going to go to Japan? The answer is no. He's not going to go to Japan. He never goes to Japan again since the beginning. He goes back to New York. And then he leaves New York. And then goes back, <laughs> he to, goes New back to New, New York, York again. again. Like, there's a lot of moving around that I don't exactly understand. Yeah. But my guess is that there is some kind of pull because the goon who Kane sends after him evidently has zero problem finding him. <laughs> yeah. so. And also zero problem getting from Japan to New York City <laughs> oh, yeah. in his ancient warrior uh-huh. outfits with no money or passports or identification of any kind. That's correct. Uh, he says, "These are my, this is my passport right here. He's going like, up his dukes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and you go. Checks out. Yeah. Okay, so we cut now to the weird electrical factory place in Japan the, at the excavation. And the police are all there. And Alex, uh, somebody <laughs> broke into the dig. So they go to investigate. Did anyone notice the weird cutaway that happens in this scene? Mm-mm. It's so strange. They're like, let's go see what's going on. And then it cuts to like an overhead shot and it just hangs there and then it just cuts right back to the two of them walking to the dig Hmm. and i'm like oh like usually cuts like that are meant to like bridge a gap for like time passing it's like oh let's like reestablish the shot Mm -hmm. and come back no it is the strangest like borderline lynchian cut it's just like let's cut away show a crane not doing anything (laughs) and then just cut right back to the scene it's like fuck Okay. So I don't know how this was supposed to be stitched together before. Probably differently, and that's why they did it. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, So anyway. They look into the chamber, and they have this headless body. Right. Yeah. And so they talk about how it looks like somebody broke out instead of in, right? Or like, how do they know the cave was here? What were they looking for, right? They notice the guy's sword, and they're like, oh, it's such an amazing duplicate. Right. And then Alex commits some kind of... uh, well, it's probably a crime in Japan, too. Uh, and take some kind of sample from the sword. He's like, I don't think it's a duplicate. I think it's a sample of the cloth. It's a sample of the cloth. Okay. Yeah. It's the tartan she... Or no, it's not the tartan. Is it the cloth? It's not the tartan. No, it's definitely no, it's the cloth, right? She's somebody, looking at something under else a microscope. Pulls the, she just takes a piece of whatever yeah. is on the I thought corpse. it was a, a piece of the sword, because I thought they were talking about the sword when she does it. They were, yeah. but I don't know how. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. But. <laughs> it's a piece of whatever. She takes a piece to analyze with science later. <laughs> yeah. That's, Which is oh, like, that's yeah. what the conductors are for. Yeah, that's right. They're like, oh, let me analyze this with science. So then we go back to Marrakesh, which is where we are, apparently. They never tell us that, but I think we find out later. Later, later, yeah. yeah. Mac has like a weird like desert compound with like... (laughs) With a range rover. It's like gated and has plants and it's weird. Yeah, and it John John's all sad and Mac is like playing with a baseball and like this do- John. 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 It's like, oh, come you on. You better call me. Well, you better call me. And then he fucking like, like deadbeat a- dads this guy. Yeah. And he fucking forgets his kid for like the whole movie. Oh, yeah. He never calls his kid. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. And Mac like fucking speeds away too. And the kid yeah. like run Like they show Mac driving very quickly. <laughs> it's like, like dust out. flies in the kid's uh, yeah, face. Yeah. No, you better call me. Uh, I got to go. Bye. Don't call me. I'll call you. Yeah. Uh, see it. <laughs> so then smash cut New York City skyline, hard rock music and the title card, New York City. New this York is the City. only time we don't need a title card. Yeah, There's like, no title card for Marrakesh. There's yeah. no fucking mountaineery Japan. There's no years ever placed on the flashbacks. But they New find, York. They like, is this fucking stock footage they got? And this stock footage is so like low grade, it even had the title card on it. Like <laughs> they were like, Oh, do we have a can we afford a stock shot in New York? Well, we have one, but it says New York on it. That'll do. Like yeah, why like why does this one have a title card? It's the most identifiable skyline on earth. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. short of just showing a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> or a pyramid. Like yeah, being like, Oh, pyramid. where are we? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it must be in New York. Hackensack. Yeah. Yeah, the famous pyramids of Hackensack. Yeah. Max back in his old trenches. And with his uh, tennis shoes. His pennies. Mm-hmm. His fucking trenches and his tennis. And he's tennis. fucking Inspector yeah. Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> he's always been Inspector Gadget. He uh, he puts the helicopter on... back in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> he's always on duty. He's like walking in the middle of the street. <laughs> and it's very snowy. Which, yeah. to me, it's interesting that this movie takes place in the winter. Like, he must have really been snowing a lot during all of this or like this snow all looks real so yeah. like, I, i'm surprised we don't see more like snow no snow snow no snow it's mm. it's pretty regular throughout the movie that there's snow i was yeah. impressed by that 
It's this is my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> that checks out. It beat out Die Hard. Yeah, it beat out Die I Hard. I think this looks good. I think this alleyway like is lit really well. Like sure. I think this is like neat with all the bright lights in the back. Like this has a little flair to it visually. But then we get a fucking crazy scene. Good golly, Miss Molly. This is who bad. wants to do who wants to do this impression, Eamon? No thanks. Okay. No, no, that's all right. Been up for a walk, eh, motherfucker? Little boy lost his <laughs> way. Got caught <laughs> Hey, bucket. I'm talking to you. Nice play. All right, so. Then the one, the one of the, these gang members is like, oh, cat got your tongue? And then it's like, meow. And like, it's meowing in the background. <laughs> it's actually slams. Yeah. It's actually yeah. slams there. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, these guys jump Mac for no reason. They like stop their car to all get out. All of them get out. And there's like five It's not like he looks like he's car. carrying anything valuable. No. He's like a sack. Like why? And he looks like shit. Yeah. He looks like shit. Always. Probably so why mug potatoes. him? They yeah. need a car full of people to mug this guy. And they're all of Hispanic origin <laughs> for some reason and they're just really being pricks like this really yeah. has like a this has like an 80s feel to it absolutely yeah. this yeah this is like a charles bronson movie scene that's exactly what it is. this is some death wish shit yeah and one of them pulls a knife on mackie mac he like gets two of them he sure. throws that guy into the window of the car, decks another one, and then the lead guy pulls out a gun and just blows him away like six times. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And then they all run away. They don't even take his bag. Yeah. <laughs> like, at that point, take his bag, right? Yeah, he and went th- through the trouble. Let's talk about the, the way this shakes out in the original script. So there is kind of a mugging scene in the original script. There's like two thugs that come up to Mac, and Mac, I think, goes in like a trash he, can or There's whatever. a pipe in a trash can that he pulls so out. He busts out the pipe. So, like, the writers of these movies are fully aware about the, like, the pipe, the pipe mystique. Thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> which, pipe later. Yeah, there yeah. is a pipe later. So he pulls out a pipe and, like, basically just stares them down. Just scares them away. And he's yeah. like, you're going to mess with me? And, like, he's so fucking cool and fucking hard that, like, he scares these guys and they're just like, nope, we're not going to fuck with you. And they leave. And then Max, I just, like that way Max just drops the pipe and walks away. We have the first thing that happens to our hero in this movie, basically, is he gets he's murdered. killed. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, in a random no act of violence. Yeah. Also, this is like 1995. How dangerous was New York at this point? I, I think this is like really turning around at this point. It's turning around, but it's not turnt around. Get turnt. Turn up for what? Cut to make. ER. George Clooney. And like, the, the nurse is like, gang beating. It's like, beating. Like, this guy's got holes. Like, yeah. Or does he? Ooh. Right. So, like, whatever happened, like, Max mutant healing powers let him down just enough that he's taken to the hospital. Yeah. But he's fine when he gets there. Right. In the first movie, he's machine gunned by a Nazi. And gets yeah. up And gets in- up instantly. instantly. Yeah. And at this point, he has won the prize right, yeah. and can't fucking get up. He killed the strongest immortal. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's out. He's done. Donezo. Great. This scene is weird. Some old asshole doctor comes over. and He's like, he's got three gunshot wounds. And he's like, oh, my God, let me at him. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. This doctor is such a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. He's real doctor snobbish. If you ask yeah, me. He's so <laughs> independent. He's so independent and doctor snobbish. <laughs> and very old. <laughs> That's He's a reference like, to uh, one of our season three episodes, listeners. Mm-hmm. So. so listen to our back catalog, you jerks. Uh, yeah, jerks. No, He's you like, this guy doesn't have any gunshot wounds. Stop wasting my time. I'm like, oh, maybe he's sick in some other way. Yeah, yeah like, what's all the blood doing all yeah. over the place? So then Mac wakes up and, and freaks out. Has yeah. a fit. Flips the fuck out. Let me go. And he's like, Let you don't understand. Go. It's like, whoa. Just chill. Just be calm. Like, what happens here that he, like, Lips out. I, I wish it no wasn't idea. stuff like I wish he wasn't saying stuff like you don't understand. Like it makes it seem like there's some imperative for him to like get out of here like instantly. There right. is rather than like I wish it's like him freaking out just because he was shot and is now in a new place and like on a bed. You know what I mean? Like have him freak out for a different reason and maybe not this violently either. Like he's yeah, like, like, like violent. Yeah, he does get violent. And then this asshole doctor is like, get him to the fucking psych ward or and whatever. He, like, stabs him with a needle of like right. sedatives. And he's like, take him to District or District Seven. Uh, take him to District Nine. <laughs> District yeah. Nine, Ward Seven, which is like the the loony bin. Yeah, the loony bin. Which boy is it loony? So also to me, this doc, like this scene again, drawing parallels between this and the first movie. Like this is kind of a replacement scene for like the cop interrogation scene or something. It's like, oh, instead of asshole cop, we have asshole doctor. I don't know because there is an interrogation scene later, and spoiler, alert, there are cops. So like. 
And Mac isn't really a participant in this. He no. just kind of is along for the ride. I have no semblance of why this is here. It's like, again, him getting captured. I mean, like, after the first quickening in the first movie, like, Mac gets arrested. Like, can we just appreciate the fact that our hero has done nothing in the movie so far? Yeah. Nothing has happened. He has... He abandoned his, abandoned his son. Yeah, and his mentor. So Mac <laughs> yeah. has fled people who care about him mm-hmm. and been shot. And captured. <laughs> shot and captured. Shot and... Captured is a weird phrase. I, li- for like I like heroes that aren't ambulance. captured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Mr. President. So he's been stabbed, thrown down a mountain, shot, and now sedated and locked away. With Looney a man bit. who thinks he is Napoleon. Right. So in a groan-inducing scene. So yeah. we got back to the the electrical factory or whatever it is in Japan. Alex is looking at like something under a microscope, and she's like, "This doesn't make any Definitely sense." Definitely not a fake, right? Doctor Takamura gives her a piece of tartan. He's wearing, cloth. His, he's wearing his Yankees hat. That's right. Yeah, and he's he gives a... her this cloth, and he's like, "Hey, like I can't figure this out. What's the deal with this?" And she's like, "It looks tartan. That doesn't make any sense. Like that's far from home, especially four years ago." Uh, Did anyone see like on the desk behind her is the head of the little like? creepy the statue from the the cave oh yeah yeah, is it really yeah which i thought was actually i was like oh good call back to that that's fun its eyes aren't open now true well it's not it's not being nakano's baby monitor anymore so (laughs) i just want to like complain about how they just look at this cloth and like oh yeah that's a 400 year old piece of tartan cloth well she confirms that it's 400 years old later right that's like they have to do the analysis first so it's not as convenient as i I'm thinking. But they are like, they're suspicious that because it was yeah. found in the cave, they're like, well, it must have been there 400 right. years ago. Mm. Right. Although, how did they know how long ago the cave collapsed? How did, where's this 400 years coming from? Mm. Just thinking about that now. What's to say this cave didn't collapse a thousand years ago? Good question. Or 50 years. I mean, well, probably not 50 years ago, but like. Because there presumably be this electric factory. Yeah. Yeah. But even 100, I mean, who knows? But like, they've applied this 400 years to it for some reason. Did they get it from trying to date the sword that the guy had? But if the sword's that old, it doesn't mean it's been there that long. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know either. Bad science. <laughs> Weird science. Weird science. science. Okay, so we cut back to the hospital into Ward 7, and this is quite the scene. First off, I actually... Hold on. This this might be controversial. I kind of like this scene. Uh Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Go on. This scene, also, just like the first movie, this scene to me also... like This is like the Boston Common scene. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that scene that also you only (laughs) like? But it's like, this is the weird comic relief scene in the movie. I think this is one of the most interestingly... Kane is the comic relief character in this movie, though. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, go on. It's interestingly shot. To me, this scene feels like Russell McKay. He shot the scene. There are crazy wide shots, big tracking shots, dramatic, like comic booky colors. It's like a like a bright red floor, green walls. Like the lighting is like very comic booky. Uh, I think it looks really neat. As just a little weird comic piece in the middle of this thing, I don't mind it. I think the Napoleon thing is silly. I like ma- like it. I know it's stupid i kind of like it though like just suck this out like at least mac is funny though because mac is not a funny character in this movie at all mac is funny in highlander one like he's a smart ass i don't think mac is ever a smart ass in this movie is he he's like weirdly threatening like when he sees deborah unger later he's like you stay away from me and he's like he's very like i don't know he's mac is nothing in this movie like i don't get a sense of his character at all yeah but in the first one he's kind of a smart ass throughout it and to me this is a little bit back to that it's like oh he's kind of goofy and wily i really love the shot when like fucking napoleon puts on his goofy newspaper hat and the camera like does this great pullback and it's again like super wide and there's all this action going on like this is a fairly well choreographed scene this does not have the trademarks of like that japanese village burning down where it's a bunch of close-ups and stuff like that like this is another big scene but it looks like this one actually worked (laughs) where the japanese one was like cobbled together it would seem so anyway that's that's my initial overarching thoughts on this scene but let's talk about what happens Kyle, walk us through. So this guy, Napoleon guy. Credited as Looney Napoleon. Looney Napoleon. Very (laughs) nice. So Looney Napoleon is like giving a speech or initially like talking to Mac about how he's Napoleon. And he's like, I'm in danger or whatever. And then Mac is like, oh, don't you remember? I'm Martin. Martin, your favorite soldier, soldier, Martin. Who's like out to go kill Wellington for you. You got to like get me out of here. So this guy springs him and like helps him escape. Because Mac is tied down to this bed. Yeah. So he unties him from the bed and then gives this speech to like cause guards to come. And then Mac just Just walks out. He just walks out. He hides behind a bed and then walks out. Yeah. Yeah, Like he, and he very lazily jogs out. He's like like really taking his sweet time. It's 
odd. I have a question about like Mac being essentially like almost incarcerated here. Can can a hospital do this? I'm not sure. I mean, you can be involuntarily committed. Like Mac know. is like strapped down, and I, I was just like, wow, like what is this? And he about? also attacks that doctor. True, it's Does, the thing you could theoretically be arrested for. Right. Does like a hospital, like a normal hospital, have like a built-in asylum like this? No, this is, called? This is yeah. like Arkham Asylum. Or this something. is like Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Short answer is no. Well, this is just like a scene from Twelve Monkeys. There's a scene just like this where Brad Pitt creates a diversion so Bruce Willis can get out of the psych ward, and I'm just like, psych. Was this just a coincidence? I guess it's just a coincidence. But what year did Twelve Monkeys come out? Ninety four. Ninety five. So probably just a coincidence then. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I thought it was weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with Keith that the scene is nicely shot, but I'm just like, it's possibly better choreographed than any fight in this movie, which shouldn't be a thing. But it's just like crazy guy that thinks he's Napoleon. Uh-huh. Like, is this a Looney Tune? Yes. That's... Well, he's a Looney Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. Batman, Looney Batman's Napoleon. arch villain, Looney, Looney Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah. So, it's like, this is such a trope. Like, this was an outdated trope already by the time it appeared in this movie. Yeah, two thoughts. One, it's like a weird device to escape, help Mac get out of a situation he should not be in. Like, yeah, this movie the- has artificially placed him in captivity, and there's and no then need for it. And comes up with a cartoonish way to get him out. Right. So that's just like a weird one-two punch that, like, I'm having a hard time overlooking. Two, though, is there supposed to be a parallel between the fact that he's Napoleon and then soon after this we'll start getting flashbacks to the French Revolution? It could be, but they don't follow through with it at all. Yeah, like, I don't get it. And in the original Highlander movie, there was supposed to be a Napoleon flashback that was cut from the script before they even filmed. Mm. Like, this would make more sense if, like, especially if that flashback existed in the first movie. It's like, oh, maybe Mac draws on instances from that first flashback to inform whatever he's going to bullshit this guy about that would be something something yeah. i don't know it's odd yeah napoleon should have been in this movie if there was this weird loony napoleon thing mm-hmm. to like, something like bridge the this well, divide like, i don't think there's any connection between the two it's just odd that you've got a napoleon and then you've also got french revolution flashbacks like it seems to be inviting you to link them but there's nothing nope so mac weasels on out of there somehow all the meanwhile like Kane's goon is is here. Unnamed goon number two? Right. Yeah, he's in the hospital. And that's what kind of prompts Mac to be like, I need to get out of here. Right. Because, yeah, he gets, like, the buzz. Does he? Well, again, it's, there's no just, sound. But or he, is he just like, I'm in a mental asylum and I need to get out? I think it's... I well, definitely, The way it's edited, they yeah. show the guy, like, walking down the hall, and then there's, like, an overhead shot of Mac, also spinning camera, very mokehi of him. Like, Mac's, like, eyes, like, flash open, like, oh, shit. So I, I think they're saying that he can feel him here. Okay, yeah, that's all fair I enough. It. So Mac is hightailing it out of this hospital. He arrives at like some stairs and decides to go down. Not my first choice of where I'd go if I was in a building. It's like let's go to the basement to escape. But how do you know he's not on the second floor? I guess true. Yeah, but he ends up in the basement. Okay, yeah. well he does end up in the basement, <laughs> but he kept going too far. I didn't notice that little star the exit. Yeah. Sign. yeah. So now we end up in like this like engine room slash laundry room slash like fire hazard room where like just cloth is everywhere with electrical equipment there's a weird part when the goon is walking around and a woman like a nurse comes out in an elevator and sees him and screams screams for some reason and drops her tray and he says shut up Like, again, like a Looney Tune, like yeah. Bugs yeah, Bunny like, would say. Like it, and it's like clearly like being played for laughs. I was like, is this funny? Nope. Is, yes, what is this? The answer is no. Yeah. And also, how did he learn that? There's so much of language. that weird, like, languagey, like, conventional stuff that's in this movie. It's like, these people are from Asia. Yeah. Have been entombed for 400 years and are instantly acclimated to modern New York society. Well, it's like, not only does he know the word shut up, but he knows, like, the right inflection (laughs) to say it in. Like, he says, like, shut up. And I'm like, really? Like, there should have been a scene where, like, a cab tries to, like, hit him or something. That's like Star Trek style. And he goes, A double dumbass on you. Right. Yeah, 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 where he learns to say a curse. Right. See, that could have been a fun thing in this movie. Like, Yeah, in quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Fun. But well, at least I mean, that's like it. the fish out of water thing. It's like right. have an ancient warrior come back and have to deal with society. It's like yeah. that could be that could be at least played for laughs. That's something. Sure. <laughs> well, this beloved character, goon number two, is uh, not long for this world anyway. So Mac and the goon are snooping around in this basement thing. I guess it looks cool because there's all these sheets. It doesn't it's, really it's make sense, la- but it's, it's laundry like, day. It's moody. It's yeah. like this is a cool lighting. thing. It reminded me of. Uh, 
What movie? Hero. Yeah. The Jet Li movie. Oh, right. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. There's this whole curtain fight scene. And mm-hmm. this is kind of like, because like at some point the goon starts slicing his way through long johns that are hanging up <laughs> and like goes from there. So he's going to take on Mac. And then we get this like dramatic choral music. Did anyone listen to this closely to hear what they're singing? No. Na 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 kano hey. Wow, really? Is yes. that actually what it is? Na 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 kano hey. Hey. That's kind of something. <laughs> Yes, it is. Na 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 kano. Hey. Na 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 kano. Hey. So na 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 kano. The goon just kind of shouts for McCloud, and he's like, "Where's Kane?" So he he does he does know it's Kane. But how? Like even like really late. I don't. He's not late on this guy. What does he recognize his voice? Because Mac has apparently super secret recognized voice powers in this yeah. movie because it happens later and it's nuts so does he know it's kane or doesn't he i guess he does he must but it yeah. doesn't make he, any sense saying it knows yeah means he knows where's kane <sighs> doesn't make any sense don't worry about kane worry about me right so i have in my notes i was like oh this is gonna be a fun fight scene because it's this cool location very moody nope not gonna be fun at all so anticlimactic and boring this just fucking ends well like it's cool like the lead up i'm like ooh, something interesting is gonna happen yeah and then it's over in two seconds because mcleod brings back the line from earlier like the you've already lost or whatever it is right that nana nana kana said to him (laughs) (laughs) and then he gives him the editing move yeah. To edit off his head. <laughs> well, the, the goon just starts barreling through the sheets, like just chopping willy nilly. And then McLeod's just like, does that thing. He does that. See, he does the super secret yeah. move where you just take their sword. Yep. You just remove it from their hands. And he chops his head he off. He chops his head off. And there's a splatter of blood on the cloth. And the also, it almost looked like a kanji or something. That's what like I was, that. like, I was, I was thinking that. The blood but... splatter, is that a symbol? I don't know. I don't think it I was. I don't think so. But... So he cuts his head off. And now we get a big quickening. Yes. Which uh, looks good. And I have in my notes, especially because we know like certain effects were done like not on time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was curious if another special effects company did this quickening. This quickening, to me, looks markedly different than the cave quickening the lightning animation is markedly better it's different it's like thinner and yeah. it's like every once in a while it's intercut with that like very fuzzy blue lightning that we see like in the, the cave thick fat blue lightning every once in a while there's some shots of that but i have an, uh, the feeling that somebody else did this quickening hmm. just a guess i don't yeah. know and there's exploding washing machines <laughs> yep well sudsy yeah yeah so, so mac takes a bubble bath and yeah. that's the quickening that's how he absorbs his power oh and also when the head gets chopped off this thing fucking catapult launches yeah. into the air. this thing goes flying across the room like it's a fucking kickoff at a football game and that's that yeah so yeah, that it's... brings us to the end of two scenes that we've covered in this podcast there yeah. aren't that many scenes in this movie our second quickening of the movie the right? quickenings are cut third third Quickenings are coming fast. Wait, and third quickening? Nakano. Oh, right. Kane Goon number one. Oh, right. Kane Goon number two. Three quickenings. Wow. Three quickenings. Yikes. Zeist. Zeist. Or <laughs> no zeist. So before we talk about these scenes, do you want to play a little game? Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. It's game time. And I thought we'd, uh, since we're talking about Highlander 3, I thought it might be fun to revisit some of our previous Highlander movies. We'll do a little trivia. Uh-oh. So, I've got 10 Highlander 1 trivia questions. You guys are going to go back and forth. So, I'm going to ask Kyle one. I'm going to ask Ammon one. Back and forth, back and forth. And whoever has the most points at the end wins. And so, we're going to try to go quickly, move it right along. All right, Kyle, we're going to start with you. Ready? Sure. What year was Connor born? Oh, 1592? Ooh, no. 1518. Ammon, uh, what sporting event was the original film supposed to start with? Hockey. Boo. Kyle, what is the name of the actress who plays Brenda? Uh, I don't recall. Ooh, Roxanne Hart. There it was. Eamon, what is the prostitute's name? Candy. That's right. Kyle, name another movie starring Clancy Brown. I don't know why I'm shitting the bed so hard. Uh, Five. Four. Hail Caesar. I don't know if he stars in that. (laughs) Eamon, name a TV show starring or prominently guest starring Clancy Brown. Oh, uh, Superman. Yeah. Kyle, who was the love of Ramirez's life? Kikio? Yokiko. Yukiko? <laughs> Shukiko. Shukiko. All right, come on. Uh, Amen. who made Ramirez's sword? Ooh, the real one or the one he says in the movie? Uh, is it Masamune? Yes. Kyle, who did the Clam and Clown battle? The Frasers. Yes. Ooh. Amen. who does Connor fight in the garage? 
Facile. That's right. Kyle, name another film by Russell McKay. Razorback. Correct. Eamon, what is the name of the detective in the film? Detective Bedsoe. That's right. Kyle, who composed the musical score to Highlander? Michael Kamen. That's right. Eamon, what drink does Castigear offer Connor? Boom Boom. Yeah. Kyle, what insult does Connor throw at the nobleman's wife in 1783 in Boston Commons? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going through it. Something about a boar? And what is he it? calls her a bloated warthog? A bloated warthog. Oh my there god! <laughs> he calls her a razorback. <laughs> a razorback. <laughs> uh, Amen. Where does the final fight take place in Highlander One? Uh, Silver Cup Studio. That's right. Kyle, what wrestling group starts the film off? The uh, Fantastic Freebirds. No, it is the Fabulous Freebirds. Oh, fuck this. Uh, <laughs> Amen. What year does the movie take place? 1986. No, 1985. Ah, uh, Kyle. What is Connor cruising for? He's cruising, cruising for some ass. That's right. And finally, Eamon, what kind of sword did Vasile fight with? Oh, a Scaramanca... Fuck. Ooh. Saramanca... Damn it. Close. It's a Toledo Salamanca. Fuck. Eamon, you have a total of eight points. Kyle, you had five points. Yep. Eight to five. Wins. Very good job, Eamon. High five. Nice job on some Highlander 1 trivia. Highlander 1 triv. Okay, guys. So what do we think of what we've seen thus far in this film? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> uh, a lot of odd decisions. Just left and right, weird choices are being made. So if the first scenes we saw in this movie on the podcast were about establishing who the villain was and, I guess, getting them trapped, these scenes are about how do we get McCloud back into the action, right. as it were. Like, where do we get him from? How do we get him from so point their A? their first choice is to take him back out of the action by having random gang members shoot him. Also, we have him in Marrakesh instead of just starting in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what an odd mechanical decision. I mean, I question that you had to get him back to New York. Right. But they do, and that's fine. Like, I totally buy that the gathering, like, reignites and he feels a pull back to New York. So, like, he has to go there. Right. Uh, and also, I guess part of it is because the device used later, it's like, well, we have to capture the sun. So there's this kind of like plane switcheroo thing that happens. Part of this, like, is like, oh, if we have him travel, that can be how the kidnapping works. Yeah. But it's it's strange. And we can talk a little bit about the original script. In the original script, well, there's no sun, right? <laughs> no, there no is sun. No sun. Rachel is in it. Rachel's in it. And Mac, like, the, the appearance of Mac back here is much more interesting, I think. Like, it's much more mysterious. Like, I like that it's, like, kind of a shadowy figure walking through the alley. Like, eventually we see that it's Mac. Like, his introduction in this movie is just, like, I'm back. He's back. Like, it's like we just see him in Marrakesh. It's like, oh, there's Mac. Like, yeah. where's introduction in the first movie? Mac a catch. Much more, much more fun and, like, visually interesting. It's like, oh, here's our hero walking through the streets of New York, just like we remember. Like, it's kind of more moody, it would seem. And that, that noir mystery about him walking yeah. around the streets is cool. But, like, he's also influenced by being lonely, which I think is a, In like, the original script, he's like, I'm alone. I'm going back to to the only place where i like have anybody right and so that's important that's like an, an emotional reason he comes back and this he just comes back because of the game i guess yeah so yeah very strange and the whole looney bin thing is nutso cut it cut it cut. or make it make it more the movie make this a thing like mac is you know trapped and like how do i get out like that could be part of them you know what i mean like that sounds like the plot of a movie i'm not interested in seeing but would be a movie but it would like serve it would serve a role like, yeah i'm not in, i'm not in favor yeah. of that but at least that's something like it's yeah. like well he yeah. gets captured and now like at least maybe then like there's some impetus for him to get out it's like because the game's going on outside i have to go protect my son i have to protect rachel whatever it is and i'm stuck here and i have to figure out some way out but none of that's important no he's just here and then he's not here and then they fight there for some reason like i don't know why they fight in the loony bin this also We'll get into this later with like, because Kane's going to show up on our next episode. But like, this guy tracks down Mac instantly. Like, he pinpoints this guy. Like, yep. my fucking Google Maps doesn't work this well. Like, when I yeah. need to go somewhere, like, this guy's like, oh, he's probably in the basement of this fucking hospital. And he just comes there from Japan. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah. He comes from Japan to the basement of the exact hospital. Right. Mac has, by pure chance, been committed to. Right. And they show like, zero like detective work or like zero like anything about how he finds this guy it's just ridiculous that he gets from japan to new york in his goofy outfit 
Oh, absolutely. In a lot of ways, this movie is competent, right? Like, this movie makes more sense in some ways than, like, Highlander 2. Like, this feels like a, a movie... Well, Highlander 2 had, like, the, felt unfinished. Like, sure. It was difficult to understand in part because whole swaths were missing. And the story's so bonkers. Like, this yeah. is more straight ahead. But I do feel like this is a movie where if you pull on one of these strings, like, a little bit, like, it all falls apart. Like, this feels like a movie that was figured out. Like, like we said, like, these are all mechanical things. It's like, well, we need them to fight. So where are they going to fight? Like, eh, we'll just have them fight here. Like, th- th- this seems to have already gone through so much crazy editing to arrive at, like, weird things. Like, hey, like, they're just, like, Max in the hospital. They're going to fight in the basement of the hospital. But, like, then when you think about it, it's like, wait, he comes from Japan. He finds him instantly. Like, these are things that, like, I don't think we're overthinking it. But, like, this is kind of a hallmark of when movies aren't that hot. Like, there's lots of, like, suspensions of disbelief in good movies. Plenty of movies. Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies. But, Highlander like, 1. Highlander 1. Yeah. Or The Dark Knight is a, a, another good example. Like, the whole, like, Joker scene. It's like, wait a minute. Like, if you think about that for a few minutes, it's like, how does this plan work? Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is crazy. But the movie's good, and so you buy into it. Like, when you have all these things that are like, hold on, what? Hold on, what? Like, it forces you to, like, continually unravel this thread. And think like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. And then nothing starts making sense. Like, you're second guessing everything. Like, I'm, I can't buy into this story because there's no like firm grounding of what it is I'm watching and how the pieces all move. It's like, it's just very strange. So then I start calling out everything. That's just me, though. Well, it's, I agree that there's, there's something just very jury rigged about the whole process. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bear thought, I guess, is really what yeah. it comes down to. Not even like overthought, just general thought right and again to me that seems to be a byproduct of like too much like editing happened so much like that there was a story and it's like well we're not able to film that so it's like well but we like this scene so just put it here and we like this character so just put them there and then we're left with like hold on like now it doesn't work like but i like that napoleon scene somehow how about that yeah how about that (laughs) (laughs) like i couldn't get past it i thought it was like i you've made me appreciate some competent elements of that more but it's just mere existence i find a little offensive so like you know yeah, it's not a sensitive uh, <laughs> handling of the mentally ill. Oh, either. also true, yeah. <laughs> Certainly not. But it's also just like... Neither, neither is us calling it the loony bin, bin yeah. over and over. No, they prefer the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> the cuckoo's nest. The loony Napoleon. Yeah. No, the, the cuckoo's nest is on the, the top floor. The, the loony bin's in the basement. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. why, it's a bin. that's why it's a bin right. and not a nest. The loony nest. That's yeah. where King goes because he's a bird later. Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the loony nest. And we haven't even gotten into the apex of his shenanigans yet. This movie really goes off the rails. <laughs> yep. It might already be off the rails. Were there ever rails? It's like Highlander 2 and that know. runaway train. Yeah. Choo-choo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, join us next week when we were going to be diving even deeper into this movie and uh, see all these characters interact with each other finally. Kane Maybe. Com- Hopefully. Kane, Kane comes to New York. How does he get there? We'll, we'll tell you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. So if you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever podcasts are found. And make mm-hmm. sure to like and rate us on iTunes so we get in front of more people. Also, if you're into what we do, check out our Facebook page. And we've got magnets for sale, immortalizing our favorite characters from the TV series. I see what you did there with immortalize. They are excellent. Hey, Eamon, who drew those motherfuckers? I drew them. All those motherfuckers. All All those those motherfuckers. (laughs) I drew Duncan, Mythos, Joe, Amanda, and another Duncan. From the past. The past. The deep past. So those are available on our Facebook or Etsy page for only $15 plus shipping and handling. And you'll love them. We promise. They're awesome. Uh, So thanks again for joining us. And tune in next week when we talk even more Highlander 3. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. So, <laughs> uh, here's a question. Is the word, because I'm actually asking this legitimately, I make it a point not to use this word. Is the word cholo racist? I, I, I don't, don't know. So. I don't think so. I don't think so I either, could be wrong. But I don't think it is. I'm uncomfortable I don't. With it. I don't like saying it. <laughs> I don't like saying it either.